You're listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles podcast, where we share stories from individuals and organizations to help those parenting and living in the special needs community get connected and to help educate others about living with a disability. We welcome all who want to hear the stories we share here. Welcome to episode four of the Water Prairie Chronicles. In this episode, Tonya talks with our son Christopher about growing up with a sibling who has special needs. Christopher shares how his understanding of his sister's disability has changed since he was young. He also talks about their relationship today as young adults. Next week, Christopher will continue his conversation with Tonya and share some of the challenges he's had personally and how they've impacted his desire to play baseball in college. Okay, mm-hmm. welcome to Water Prairie Chronicles, Christopher. Um, what, what have you been up to lately? Um, not much. Uh, I'm really just been uh, kind of a cripple, but uh, other than that, I'm doing all right. Just school, baseball, normal things. So. Those of you listening to this, um, Christopher has a bandaged hand, and he was supposed yeah. to be featured last Friday, but um, he had just broken his hand, so um, so it wasn't the right timing to try to get his interview in and in the middle of trying to get bandages on and figure out schooling and everything yeah. else. I was a little busy with other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I know you, Christopher is, is my son and we've, we've talked mm-hmm. about him in some of the earlier podcasts and in the intros for, um, for when we interviewed his sister, Emily, but, um, Christopher, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm a NCAA collegiate athlete for baseball and a sophomore student currently. Um, I enjoy long walks on the beach and fishing (laughs) and music and movies. And, um, I'm just a very active person. Um, I lift a lot for normal people and not a lot for bodybuilders. Um, I like the beach. Uh, I never know what to say whenever people ask you to explain yourself, but we're here now. Um, I like video games. I'm a normal 19-year-old, 19, 19 so I love those. Um, cats are awesome. Big animal person. Um, I say um a lot. I don't really know what else. Food's good. So you really, mentioned the cats. Really... Um, we have a kitten, everyone, and his name is Austin. I don't know if we've mentioned him before. But he's basically my child. The door to where the room I'm interviewing in is open and he's already run in here twice. So if he all of a sudden pops up, you'll understand who he is. He he is the orange one. The other mm-hmm. cat that we have is sleeping um near, near near my feet right now, so you're not able to see her. Mm-hmm. I think I think he knew he knew we were, you were going to be on the call tonight because he's Must been have. in and out more than normal. I mean, normal. he is my child. He is my child. Yes, he is. <laughs> So if you hear any squeaking in the background, everyone, that'll, that'll just be Austin. So, um, so I find it interesting that whenever I ask you to tell us about who you are, you didn't mention any of the reasons why I had you on. And I think that's good because it shows that you don't identify yourself primarily as a disability that you live with. But as you say, you're a normal 19 year old, you're into video games, you're in school, you're in sports, things like that. I mean, I get asked so many times, like, like, what do you like? What are you into? Things like that. that and I still have no idea what to say ever. 
So like when people are like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. You know, I like, I like music. I like to be active. I like funny things. Um, like, you, you know what I mean? Like there, nobody ever like can think of what they want to think about in that moment right. of trying right. to explain who they are, because that's just a loaded question that people don't have context to understand at that point. But it's a starting um, point. And even for this, like yeah. I mean, I, I know you, but our listeners don't mm-hmm. don't know you yet. They're going to within no. the next hour. But um, yeah. but they so. <laughs> actually this will end up being two segments. By the time they finish listening to all the, the episode, then they, they mm-hmm. will know you well. Um, yeah. So I want to go back and because the reason that I have you on the Water Prairie Chronicles is is oh, because that, of I your story. Was I supposed to explain why I'm on here? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm explaining that okay. part. <laughs> So the um, the reason that I invited Christopher on is because he has well. First of all, we can go back. First to of the, all, I'm awesome. You you are awesome. <laughs> we can go back to the origins of the Water Prairie Chronicles. Do you remember why we called it Water Prairie? Where, where that came from? Yes. So little backstory on that. I'm very good at taking phrases or like expressions and using words that are very similar, but are not the right words. And we call them Christopherisms in my family. So our most popular one, which is now the title of this is Water Prairie. A lot of people might know the term, if you drive a lot, hydroplaning. And whenever I was younger, I was at a pool party and I was briskly walking and one of my foot not one of my foots, my, uh, my foot slid out from me because it was a wet pool top. So there's no traction. So one foot slid out and I like, I probably banged up my knee or my elbow or something. But whenever I was asked, like whenever I was asked by, uh, my mother, what happened? Um, I told her, um, I was walking on the deck and I water prairied. You're like, what? I I water prairies. That thing you told me about in the car, I water prairied. You mean, it took you like 30 seconds and I could see the, I could see the lights turning on of like, Oh, you mean hydroplaning? But I, I mean, I was, I was, how old would you say? Like nine, you, were, you were in elementary school. Yeah. I was pretty young. So like hy- hydro water. Yeah. Pretty close. Plain prairie. Yeah. Pretty similar. <laughs> so, and then, Hey, we were thinking about a name and you're like, well, Hey, we need something original. And but it has it has a deeper meaning to to me and to dad because the um and we explained this in the first episode but for those who haven't listened to the first episode you can, you can hear it again if you did um it, it it helped us to connect that water prairie is not just for parents and their child who may have a disability it's for the whole family and one of the resources we want to provide is for a way for the siblings of those special needs kids to be able to connect and hear stories from other people that maybe like their sibling is. And so, and, and that's a piece that I think is cool that you were the one that came up with the phrase, but you also are a sibling of someone who has special needs. And so it fit mm-hmm. in, there's like multi layers to the, the name to us personally. And we're hoping that because it's, it's a different phrase um, that, that people will remember it, it too. It stands out. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of being a a sibling of someone with special needs, um, you you weren't identified as having any type of needs until you were well into elementary school. Mm -hmm. But you 
always from day one have had a sister who had special needs. And mm. can you remember back to those early years in elementary or even in um, kindergarten and preschool, what it was like um, having a sister that was visually impaired, but for for you as a sibling, how, how it felt? I mean, for a long time, like until I actually understood that Emily couldn't see, and that was probably in elementary, first, second grade, like, I just assumed that she saw everything the same way that I do. Like, cause it, I mean, I was at, um, was it Miss Donna was preschool? Yes. Was that preschool or kindergarten? She was, she was preschool. Um, yeah. A little backstory. I was the example child in a, a school for the special needs. And I didn't know I was the example for these kids until like eighth grade. Um, and, uh, but looking back, like it was, to me, it was just a room full of kids just like me. Like, just some of them scream more and some of them acted younger but like in reality we were all very little kids and we were all just normal and like that's the way I only saw Emily until like um I want to say I was either in probably first or second grade and she started like doing braille and some somebody somebody had a sit down moment and told me like hey her retinas could detach we had to do that (laughs) do you you know why we had that conversation with you i don't know (laughs) we were leaving the house to go to the pool one summer and you Uh went out first and let the door slam into her (laughs) and we had to sit you down because it was becoming dangerous that if she had gotten hit any harder it could have it could have detached her retinas And this so is a we're great like, all right, you... I just thought she could see it probably. <laughs> we were hoping that we could this. let you get a little bit older before we had to have that serious talk with you, but but it was getting serious, so we needed to make sure that that you yeah. understood. <laughs> so, so um, it was just a typical kid thing. You were being a a, a younger yeah. brother running out the door. <laughs> probably, but um, but yeah, then like as we got older like you start to see the difference between like me and her just visually in general like even probably through middle school when we were at the farmer's market and she was selling cards and all like I still probably just assumed that she could see I I assumed that she could at least see like 10 feet in front of her and see like details and stuff like that it wasn't till like like two, three years ago in high school that like I really came to grips with like she can't see very well at all (laughs) unless it's like really up close so all my life I've just assumed that she could at least see like like some details from distances Mm -hmm. so but but as I got older and I started like wondering like what she could see and all that really like in the most curiosity curious way is like I've always wondered like what is the world to her because we all see the world differently but like she sees it so much drastically differently than I do that like it I I would love to go to see the world through her eyes and experiences experiences that I've had through her eyes on like family vacations and like seeing like mountain valleys and stuff like that oh yeah like because I know she experiences it differently than I do and and I, I can't ever see how she experiences it but I'm just actually curious of like how how she sees the world. So, but but gro- growing up with her being the um, the special one, as we'll put it, um, she um, 
she she was just normal and then in high school she found her little niche she she i always i always explained to her as like a superhero in my eyes because like first of all my sister's awesome for the audience out there she's awesome you've seen her podcast i haven't seen it but she's awesome first of all she what was it third fourth grade she started her card business uh no not until sixth grade sixth grade yeah but I, I remember i remember she was sponsoring the 5k at dillard drive yep and she had her name the cards for kids on the banner so if you need cards order from card cards for kids um so my sister does artwork and she she was she made her own little like cards and she put her own art that she was doing by hand and mm -hmm. printing and screen printing and putting it on these and there some of them are really well done some of them are more kiddish but it, it to be able to be somebody who is always looked at as as, as i say special but some people say disabled because she can't see it all and all that to be able to make an art business and for it to do pretty well like that that's awesome like that that is that is awesome and and as she's gotten older her personality and all has developed but i i remember as a young kid uh she was she was very fragile so i had to be that that emotional support person <laughs> and like especially around other people because as kids do, they make fun of people. So I always had to be that person to like be the, be, be the, a lot of people say like my brother's keeper. It was more like I was my sister's keeper. Like I, I was always looking out for her and all and protecting her little fragile eyeballs. But, <laughs> but more or less her, her emotionally is where I always had to make sure that she was okay. And even now I'm always making sure that, that socially and emotionally she's doing all right. And like you can attest to this, I, whenever she came home for um, uh, Christmas, I told her whenever she left, I was like, "Let me know when you make new friends because you should always try to make more friends than just the ones you play online with." And she texted me back two weeks later. She was like, "So I saw some people from one of my class in the lunchroom, and I sat down with them, and now I have a, a, a group of new friends." And I was like, "I remember that. I I, like, I think the two of you help. Awesome. So. I, I think the two of you help each other. You complement each other really well." Because she, she's definitely, even if she is a little bit of an extrovert, she's very introverted. So me being so extroverted, other than whenever I want to be left alone, then then I'm very social and she's not. And she plays video games and all, which is awesome and cool that, that we both have something to talk about because we both enjoy video games and stuff like that. And she has her friends that she talks with there. But, but getting out and just talking with people in the world, I feel like I really push her for that. So, so I know that we've taken like three different angles from the beginning yeah. question. <laughs> That's all right. So when you were in elementary school, um, after we moved to North Carolina, you were in first grade, Emily was in second grade, and she wasn't able to, well, she, she would get overwhelmed going into the school because there were mm -hmm. kids all over. There were, you know, people were shoving in the hallway and everything. I used to, I used to walk her to her room exactly. and then give her a kiss on the cheek and tell her to have a good day. And like, yeah, go ahead. I, I was done. I okay. was waiting for another prompt. <laughs> she, um, there was a day that one of the teachers, and I think you were in third grade and she was in fourth grade at the time, and you had dropped her off that day, and I was in volunteering in the classroom later, and the teacher told me that she had to go into the other room 
and get control of herself because she, you had made her cry when she saw you give her a hug and a kiss before you went down to go into your classroom because she said just mm -hmm. just the love and compassion between the two of you really really hit her hard to see how mm -hmm. close you were and um and i you know i i see as you got older the two of you complemented each other in that way as far as being yeah. that support for each other so and from what you've shared just now your relationship now is even stronger i think than it was back then and mm -hmm. as, as your mom, it, it, it makes me happy to know that, to know that my kids have a connection with yeah. each other. I mean, I mean, I've jokingly told Emily, like, and, and she'll, she'll, she'll tell you this is true that I, we were joking around whenever she was at home last time. And, um, I told her, I said, you know, that like some like brothers and sisters are very jealous of us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I know, <laughs> but like, I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we're so different but still similar to where it works to where like some some people that are siblings and all are either too similar or too different to where they never find common ground to click but we are just different enough with our personalities but a lot alike in things that we enjoy doing yeah. or can agree on and just see the world differently that that we find common ground and we can lean on each other. Like Emily, Emily will, Emily will, um, uh, she'll text me randomly. I'm not very good at texting people um, because I'm just so day to day. I'm busy uh, with practice and everything. And I'm always on the go. And like, I don't, I don't always have time to sit down and think about how I want to word things for like talking to people. So I'm not very good about texting people, but if you text me, I always respond and she she texted me it was yesterday yeah she she was um uh showing me some joke about um something in, in in her group chat and um then eventually later down she texted me she's like by the way i told the group that like you could, that my brother could beat all of them up and i and i texted <laughs> i texted her back <laughs> i texted her back and i was like i have one hand i could have no hand and i'd still beat them all <laughs> and like like so so we don't like we don't talk all the time but if she ever needs anything she she will always reach out to me and if i know something's going on with her i always reach out to her like she she uh remember when she was really upset with uh earlier this year and i knew that the best thing i could do was call her while i was home with you because mm -hmm. i knew that, that that would mean everything to her so i called her and you talk you talked to her th on my phone for like an hour yeah I, I remember for like i talked to her with you for like 20 minutes and 10 minutes on my own but, but just, just, I, I can, she's my sister. I can kind of sense when she needs something and I know yeah. she's not going to ask for it because she's just like me where she's, she's hard headed. So we, we kind of feed off each other and we, we know when something's up and we know when they need something and half the time now that we're older, we know what they need and how to, how to attack or how to approach, not attack. You can you can tell I play sports. I say attack instead of approach. Yeah. Um, like how do how do we approach helping them? So we we're, we're we've we've kind of grown this bond together where where um, we we cover each other's weaknesses the best that we can. So we're still waiting to see what weaknesses of mine she covers, but I cover a lot of her weaknesses. <laughs> so and and she just emotionally grounds me, but I, I feel like I have an influence on her. In, in a certain way that that has started ever since we were younger where where I was giving her a hug and a kiss in the hallway and and half of that was because I needed 
the 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 know-how of uh, of just I had a hard time saying goodbye as a kid to people that I love. Yep. And and so that's that helped me, but I think for her also like she she would get made fun of sometimes just for being different the big glasses she wore so it was it was more of a, like everything's going to be okay and you're going to have a great day and then you're going to see me again at the end of the day and i'm going to annoy you and we're going to go home and <laughs> eat, eat i don't know eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. what the kids do so like it, it it was cool when i think i think you did hit on part of how she's helped you too because you you you've always been good about saying that we are the product of what our experiences are and you may mm-hmm. not use those words but you but you've expressed that thought to me and that's that's how i thought you know, as well kanye west everything everything i was is everything i am so every every experience that you have molds you to who you are today and so. you are who you are today because you grew up with emily as your sister and mm-hmm. she's who she is because she had you as her brother so um, so as far as our listeners out there, if you have more than one child and one of your children has a disability, it can be a positive on the other children in the family as well. Recognize mm-hmm. that those other kids do have needs. Um, and that was where um, Christopher, Daddy and I admitted in the first episode that we had missed some, some signals for you because we were focused on helping Emily especially during the time that we moved to North Carolina yeah, because cause she she's the more special one so <laughs> we, I wouldn't before, put it that way <laughs> for the view for the viewers before we hopped on here we were talking and I was like yes yeah, so Emily was more special so we didn't pick up on things till later because <laughs> we try to out special each other and like she always wins because she pulls the I could be blind card and then like <laughs> I, I don't have a ca- I don't have a counter for that so <laughs> No, but but I I as a younger kid I didn't notice, but as I as I was getting older I I, I always I always knew that that dad was going to spend a lot of time with me on sports, and I was out with friends all the time, so that gave y'all guys a, a time to help Emily and all from away from me. But I knew that she got a lot of attention because she needed it, and yeah. it was it was never. Um, it was never a sibling like you care about. No, it was not bad choice of words. It was never uh, uh, you give Emily way more attention than I do. Um, it was always uh, Emily's always right thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I would get mad because she was always right. And I in any argument, whenever you guys were the third party, I was always wrong somehow. Part of that's and, being the younger brother. <laughs> yes. And then that's fine. It was... Um, but I, I never looked at it as like Emily got more time and attention or, or anything like that for, for listeners, parents, like obviously spread out time between your kids. But like, if, if your kids understand that, 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 that if you have one special needs kid and one that's not, or one and two or one and five or, you know, whatever, and, and one's green and the other ones aren't, but like, it, as long as they know that, that they're, that they're, being helped and it's not attention based like that that really takes the ego out of it because I never I never had the ego of like they pay way more attention to Emily I was always playing with toys and I was off on my own and like I was was trying to entertain myself like a little kid does but like as soon as I understood that Emily needed the help and I looked at how can I help so I never I never had that moment of like she gets attention and I don't it was uh she she actually needs this and what where's my part how how do I play my part so 
So as you got a little bit older and were in, um, Next week, Christopher will continue his conversation with Tonya and share some of the challenges he has had personally and how they have impacted his desire to play baseball in college. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles podcast. If you have questions or comments you'd like to share, you can find our contact information at linktr.ee slash w-a-t-e-r-p-r-a-i-r-i-e. That's the Linktree slash Water Prairie site. Any resources linked to this episode can be found through that site as well. 